Hello there, my name is Danny Yeoman, wild bird expert for Pets Corner and developer of Peter and Paul Bird Foods. Welcome to next of a number of podcasts detailing some of the amazing birds that we see and feed in our gardens. Every week we're looking at a different bird and this week we'll be looking at the wonderful but rarely seen blue throat. We like to think of the robin with its orange-red breast as one of the most beautiful of all their small songbirds, but is outdone by one of its close relatives, a scarce visitor to our shores, the perfectly named bluethroat. Nothing quite prepares you for your first male bluethroat. From behind it is indeed very robin-like, with a plump body, greyish-brown back and permanently cocked tail. When he turns to face you, he reveals a shimmering sapphire bib, with white or red spots in the centre. If you are extremely lucky, and he is a singing male, he might just give you a rendition of his wonderful song, full of buzzes and chucks and ringing notes, a little like a novice nightingale. Occasionally, male bluethroats establish territories in the UK and sing for a few days or weeks. In 1968, one pair actually managed to breed in Scotland, though the eggs never hatched. Later breeding attempts during the 1980s and 1990s were successful and involved both red-spotted and white-spotted males. Given how close it breeds to the Britain, it would not be surprising if this beautiful bird were not to become a permanent colonist sometimes in the near future. Blue throats are summer migrants, wintering in Africa and breeding in marshes, woods and damp thickets from the Atlantic coast to France, eastwards and northwards across Europe continent and throughout much of Asia, all the way over the Bering Straits to Alaska. We see them mainly as they clip the corners of the UK in spring and autumn on their journey to and from their breeding grounds. In spring, the resplendent males are easy to identify, but in autumn, youngsters and some females can be a little puzzling as they have no blue in their plumage. To recognise them, you need to look for the creamy eye stripe and rusty patch on either side of the tail. A strikingly beautiful bird, the small and secretive blue throat, takes its name for its bright blue bib of the male. Mostly brilliant blue, this conspicuous patch on the chin and throat often has a central bar or triangular patch which is white or reddish brown, depending on which subspecies, and is bordered underneath by a narrow black and white band and a second broader reddish brown band. The underparts of the male are greyish brown, the underparts are whiter and there's a whitish streak above the eye. The female blue throat usually has whitish stripes above the eye and along the cheeks and its white throat has a necklace of dark streaks and spots highlighted by a dark throat stripe which may occasionally show traces of blue and reddish brown. In both sexes there's a rufous patch at the base of the outer tail feathers which can be seen in flight and when perched with the tail erect. The juvenile blue throat is darker brown with many buff streaks and spots on the upper parts, head and breast, and is buff with dark streaks underneath.
blue throat's usual call is a hard tuck tuck or tack tack and also a plaintive tweet. The long and varied song includes much mimicry of other species. Rich and sustained, the song includes bell-like notes such as ting 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 and musical notes hisses and trills. The blue throat's nest is located on the ground, concealed in a shallow hole or in a tussock. The nest is a deep cup built by the female with grass, bark roots and moss. It's lined with softer material such as animal hair. The female lays four to seven pale blue or green eggs speckled with brown. Incubation lasts about 13 to 15 days and is done by the female. Once they have hatched, both the male and female will feed the young and are fed mainly beetles, spiders and insect larvae. They are quite a secretive bird, usually seen hopping along the ground or ducking into cover with a flash of their chestnut tail patches. Their diet consists mainly of insects, caterpillars and berries, also some seed and fruit. A good supplementary diet is Peter and Paul in full song. Although you would have to be incredibly lucky to have one feeding in your garden, it isn't unheard of, so keep a close eye on your garden, you might be rewarded for it. We've all got a garden bird favourite, haven't we? And for a lot of people that bird would be the robin. You might even buy live or dried mealworm as a treat for your special robin friend. It's a lovely thing to do, and I'd never discourage it, but it's worth asking yourself if you've got everything else they need nutritionally in your garden. Robins are omnivores. They do have an insectivorous portion of their diet, so feeding mealworms fulfills this need in their diet, but they also require fruit and special tonic seeds as part of a balanced diet. Can your robin find these in your garden? And I say your garden because, as you might already know, robins are territorial. They fearlessly guard their small territory from all other robins, and won't enter another robin's territory on pain of death. So if you want to keep your robin fit and healthy, you should be making sure you're feeding everything a robin needs. And that's Peter and Paul in full song. And if you do feed Peter and Paul in full song, you won't be just helping your robin, but a whole host of other wonderful songbirds in your gardens. Blackbird, song thrush, dunnock, and maybe, just maybe, a blue throat, to name but a few. This mix contains, like all Peter and Paul seed mixes, no filler seeds, seeds like wheat and naked oats, that can clog up feeders and offer little nutritionally to your garden birds. And like all Peter and Paul seed mixes, Infulsung has added Nutravio, a unique and natural seed coating which is a digestible energy source that inhibits bacterial growth. Nutravio can help prevent wild birds from picking up common bugs, things like Salmonella and E. coli. Peter and Paul seed mixes have been created to promote normal behaviour of birds, encouraging them to sift and to sort, but also benefit from a more complete style of meal.
Remember, if you just feed one type of food in your garden, peanuts let's say, you're not giving your birds everything they need. And that distinction could be the difference between birds surviving in your garden and thriving. Blue throats are usually seen on passage in May and early June, and if you want to go looking for them, your best chance is along the east coast in scrub and grassy areas, usually seen hopping along the ground or ducking into low cover. The white spotted race passes through slightly earlier, in spring, in late March and April. Blue throats are not threatened at this moment, however changes and modifications of its wet habitats may become an important threat for blue throats and some declines are recorded in several regions. All the more reason to feed birds well in your garden. Whether you live in the town or country, you can help look after blue throats and other garden birds by providing a wildlife friendly garden that includes water and having the very very best foods available for them, foods like Peter and Paul. For more information regarding Peter and Paul wild bird foods, please check out the Peter and Paul website at www.peter-and-paul.com or pop into one of our wonderful Pets Corner stores. And the nearest store to you can be found at the Pets Corner website at www.petscorner.co.uk Well that's it from me. I hope you've enjoyed this look at blue throats. For further birds, please continue to check out the stream. <laughs> look forward to speaking to you soon.